Hello and welcome to ZF1 Amateur Podcast, a podcast all about Formula One. My name is Humura Ruth and I host this podcast channel. If you're new here, thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe to the podcast channel, share with a friend because I'm telling you the truth you're going to love it here and if you've been here from day one or you joined us along the way thank you so much your support means the world now once again this is a podcast channel that reviews events that happen at a grand prix weekend so i have been doing this since let 2020 this is my third year covering formula one and i love it Alright, welcome to today's episode for the last time. This episode is about the Formula One Gulf Air Bahrain Grand Prix 2023. Now, because that's a mouthful, I'll constantly refer to it as the Bahrain Grand Prix. It's the first race of the season and it took place from the 3rd to the 5th of March 2023. This year, we have 23 races. That's longer than, you know, any other season I've covered in Formula One. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be very, very exciting. And if you know me, you know I love Bahrain because I love a night race. And uh, the track is big. It's long. It's, it's a permanent track. So I really love it. And especially because we race in the evening. So I love seeing the cars under the lights. At Sakia. Now, the last time we went racing here was in 2022, and it was a Ferrari lockout at the front. Charles Leclerc won the race. Carlos Sainz Jr. came home second. In third and fourth place were the Mercedes drivers, Lewis Hamilton in third, George Russell in fourth, and Kevin Magnussen surprised us with a fifth place finish for Haas. That was a really beautiful surprise. Now, we've been racing in Bahrain at the Bahrain International Circuit in Sakio, Bahrain since 2004. That's when we had the first Grand Prix happen here. The track in itself is 5.412 kilometers long. If you prefer miles, that's about 3.63 miles length, in terms of length, sorry. We do 57 laps here and drivers cover a race distance of about 308.238 kilometers. That's a good amount of distance to cover while driving. The track also has three DRS zones. Now, the tire choices from Pirelli are the C1, the hard tire, the C2, the medium tire and the C3, which is the soft tire. Now, for this Grand Prix, we also are going to see new drivers really participate in a Formula 1 Grand Prix. We have Oscar Piastri in McLaren. We have Logan Sargent in Williams. And we have Nick DeVries for Alpha Tauri. Well, technically, it's not the first time for Nick DeVries to race in F1 because in 2022, at the Italian Grand Prix, he competed for Williams. So it's not his first time racing it out in Formula 1. And I wouldn't also consider him a rookie as such because he has a lot of experience when it comes to not just winning races, but titles as well. He has won the Formula 2 Championship title. He has won the Formula E World Championship title. And if you ask me, that carries a lot of weight. All right, that's enough about the introduction when it comes to the Bahrain Grand Prix. Let's take a short break and when we return, we'll dive into the qualifying. 
Okay, sorry for interrupting the show, but you probably love motorsport because you're listening to my podcast and I'm grateful for that. So if you love Formula E motorsport, the motorsport series, why not listen to my newest Formula E podcast called Z Formula E podcast? It's all about motorsport. I bring you the latest races in motorsport, the drivers, what happens in the tracks and off the tracks, and why Formula E is a newer sport you should be interested in. So just look for Z Formula E podcast on your favorite podcasting platform or Google Z Formula E podcast and you'll be sure to listen in. And then, aside from that, yes, I'm a woman of many talents and many passions. I also have a podcast dedicated to the beauty of Uganda. As you know, I am from Uganda. I'm from Kampala, Uganda. And I love to share the beauty of Uganda with the rest of the world, which is why I started my other podcast called Z Humura Show. So if you'd be interested in that, just look for Z Humura Show on your favorite podcasting platform or Google Z Humura Show. All right, let's go back to Formula One. Welcome back from that short break. Now let's look at what happened at the very first qualifying session that we had this year, 2023. Now, I'll just quickly run through the qualifying format. So Formula One has a qualifying format that determines which cars will line up at the front, come race day in the middle, at the back. So that happens in one hour. It's called a qualifying session. And that hour is divided into three quarters. You have quarter one which lasts 18 minutes, quarter two, 15 minutes, and quarter three, 12 minutes. Now, in between each quarter, you have a break, an interval, sort of an interval. Now, at the end of quarter one, so initially you have 20 drivers because you have 10 teams, two drivers per team. So 20 drivers going out onto the track to try and set the fastest lap times that they could possibly set. At the end of quarter one, the five slowest of the 20 drivers are eliminated from further qualification processes. Then in Q2, after the interval break, you have 15 drivers because five were eliminated. The same thing happens. They have 15 minutes on the track to try and set the fastest lap times that they could possibly set. At the end of that session, the five slowest of those 15 are eliminated from Q3, from you know participating, participating in Q3. Then in Q3, you have 12 minutes on the track where the 10 top 10 drivers try to set the fastest lap times that they could possibly set. Now, at the end of Q3, the lap time set by the different drivers determine how they line up on the grid come the race day. So if you are the fastest driver overall on the track, you take pole position come race day. If you're the second fastest, then you take the second place. If you're the third fastest, you take the fourth place and so on and so forth. So quickly... Just to let you know, this year, Formula One is going to change up qualifying a little bit at a Grand Prix that we're yet to get to know. So it will be like a trial. You know how they did it for the sprint uh, event? So I think it's the same thing. And I think what will happen there is that teams will use hard tires for Q1, medium tires for Q2, and soft tires for Q3. So you don't say quarter one, quarter two, quarter three. If you want to sound like a pro, you say Q1, Q2, Q3. All right. What happened in Q1? Just brief highlights. The two, the Ferrari drivers and the Alpha Tauri drivers were the first drivers out on the track in Q1. We saw Ferrari driver Charles Leclerc lock up and lose some of the bodywork on his car on the track with just 16 minutes left in Q1. 
And because of that, we had a red flag because the debris on the truck had to be cleared. Then we went green again with about 13 minutes left on the clock, I believe. And around that time, Charles Leclerc's teammate Carlos Sainz had his lap times deleted for exceeding track limits. The same thing happened to Lance Stroll. So exceeding track limits is when all four tires of your car are off the track and that gives you an advantage in racing. So at the end of Q1, the five drivers that were eliminated were Logan Sargent, Pierre Gasly, sorry, Kevin Magnussen, Oscar Piastri and Nick DeVries. Which was quite sad because last year, <laughs> um, Kevin Magnussen did some amazing things at the Bahrain Grand Prix, if you ask me. In Q2, we saw Williams driver Alex Albon struggle on the track. In fact, at one point, he pitted without setting a time. Then we saw Max Verstappen literally flying and he beat last year's pole position times in this session. Then the last driver that came out onto the track was Charles Leclerc, which was quite understandable. Now, the five drivers that were eliminated in Q2 were Lando Norris, Valtteri Bottas, Joe Guanyu, Yuki Tsunoda, and Alex Albon. In Q1, we had the Red Bull drivers out onto the track fast. And at one point, Max was so fast, he set a lap time of about 1 minute 29.897 seconds. And I think Charles Leclerc was trying to match it, but he failed to do so. Although he was so close, because it was about, Charles Leclerc set about 1 minute point, 1 minute 30 point, yeah, 30 seconds, 1 minute 30 seconds around that time. So he was very close, but a little bit far away. Then Carlos Sainz lost pace due to oversteer. We saw Nico Hulkenberg lose lap time due to track limits. And uh, we saw Max Verstappen actually improve his lap time to 1 minute point 29.708 seconds. So he improved it just, just a little, little, little bit. But it meant a lot because other people were trying to beat his um lap times, but they failed. And that included his teammate, Sergio Perez. So here's the qualifying results for the Bahrain Grand Prix. Max Verstappen qualified on pole. Sergio Perez qualified second. Charles Leclerc qualified third. His teammate Carlos Sainz Jr. qualified fourth. In fifth place was Fernando Alonso. George Russell qualified sixth. His teammate Lewis Hamilton qualified seventh. Lance Stroll qualified eighth. Esteban Ocon qualified ninth. Nico Hulkenberg qualified 10th. In 11th place was Lando Norris. In 12th place was Valtteri Bottas. In 13th place was Joe Guanyu. In 14th place was Yuki Tsunoda. In 15th place was Alex Albon. In 16th place was Logan Sargent. In 17th place was Kevin Magnussen. Oscar Piastri qualified 18th. Nick DeVries qualified 19th. And Pierre Gasly qualified 20th. <laughs> Welcome back from that short break. Now let's dive into the race itself. Now we do 57 laps of racing here in Bahrain. And I'm not going to go through every lap because that would make the podcast longer than an hour and I don't want it to be that long. So I'll just summarize a few events that happened here and there. Now the Bahrain Grand Prix happens in the evening, which is why, one of the reasons why I love it. The track is very beautiful and happens in the evening. So we need floodlights to see the cars and the car and the drivers also need the floodlights to see where they're racing. 
So I believe for this race, we had about 7,125 solar panels lighting the grid. It was beautiful. I will tell you that. Now, a little bit of um, facts about the two drivers on the front row. That's Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. Interestingly, Max Verstappen has never won the Bahrain Grand Prix. Neither has Sergio Perez. Now, I know what you're thinking. In 2020, Sergio Perez won the Sakia Grand Prix, not the Bahrain Grand Prix. There's a little bit of a difference in there. See, I believe the track here in Sakia has two variations. So there's one that can be used for the Bahrain Grand Prix, then there's another that can be used for the Sakia Grand Prix. There's, a, you know, there's, there's that sort of thing that goes on. So... Sergio Perez won the Sakia Grand Prix, but he has never won the Bahrain Grand Prix, like on this track that we're racing at today. Anyway, the race ended, so I'll start speaking in past tense. Alright, let's dive into it, shall we? First up, all drivers are in soft tires with the exception of Kevin Magnussen, who was on hard tires. Now, on lap one, Max Verstappen got off really well. He was ahead of everyone. Unfortunately, Sergio Perez reacted a little bit later, and so he lost the place to Charles Leclerc, who had qualified third. So now Perez was running third. There were also sparks everywhere. I'm sure the images coming out of this Grand Prix are going to be really beautiful to look at, with the sparks, you know, illuminating that darkness all around them with a little bit of light from the floodlights. Anyway, also on lap one, we got to see the two Aston Martins of Fernando Alonso and Lance Stroll touch each other. See, what happened was that Fernando Alonso was making a turn. Yeah, he had literally already somewhat made the turn. And uh, his teammate Lance Stroll was just about, you know, getting out of the commotion that was all around him. And in doing so, he clipped Fernando Alonso as Alonso was making the turn. And see, Fernando Alonso didn't even know who clipped him because he kept asking his engineer, like, who knocked me? Who knocked me? But his engineers weren't telling him. So I guess they didn't want to drive him mad that your teammate did that, you know, on lap one. Anyway, by lap three, Charles Leclerc was almost two seconds behind Max Verstappen. So Max was already flying away as he already did in qualifying. I think I went through that with you in qualifying. So he was already flying away. However, Charles Leclerc was now being caught by Sergio Perez because Sergio Perez, okay, he wasn't being caught up by Sergio Perez because Sergio Perez was almost three seconds behind Charles Leclerc. But still, the Red Bulls had better speed compared to Ferrari, in my opinion. At the bottom of the grid, it was Kevin Magnussen in 20th place. Must have been a bad choice going with the hard tyres. Nick DeVries was 19th. Pierre Gasly was 18th. Joe Guanyu was 17th. Oscar Piastri was running in 16th. Nico Halkenberg was running in 15th. And Yuki Tsunoda was running in 14th place. Now, by the 7th lap... Max Verstappen was over five seconds away from Charles Leclerc. So he was really, really going so fast and pulling himself away from Charles Leclerc. However, bad news for Charles Leclerc. Sergio Perez was really catching up to him because now the gap was less than a second. So he was within DRS of um, Charles Leclerc. And, and you know, 
what what made it even harder i think anyway i'm pretty sure Charles Leclerc didn't hear that radio conversation but um i believe the red bull engineers were talking about how tire degradation was going to affect Charles Leclerc. so uh sergio Perez shouldn't be worried about catching up to him but that was the situation Anyway, over to another team on lap 8. George Russell in 6th place was also now catching up to his teammate, Lewis Hamilton. In fact, at one point on that lap, George Russell asked his engineer about Lewis Hamilton because he was concerned whether Lewis was just slow or whether he was struggling. And I remember George Russell's engineer responded to him and told him that Lewis Hamilton was struggling. And towards the end of that lap, that's when George Russell lost the fastest lap. Because for a good number of laps, he had, you know, he was the one who had set the fastest lap. But because Lewis was now slower ahead, he suddenly, I think, had to slow down in a way. And that affected him. So he lost the fastest lap to Max Verstappen. Now, a few laps later, on lap 10, Pierre Gasly was the first driver to pit. And he went to the pits and came out in 20th place unfortunately for him then following lap london norris in 13th place pitted the thing is he had engine issues so he pitted and came out of the pits in 19th place because it took a while in the pits and same thing ha not not the same exact thing but yuki tsunoda pitted as well by the time we got to lap 13 we saw other drivers pitting louis samleton in fifth place pitted he came out in ninth place esteban ocon who was running ninth pitted he came out in 12th place logan Sargent in 10th place pitted he came out in 16th place joe guanyu pitted he came out in 18th place the next lap on lap 14 charles leclerc pitted he came out in fifth place Carlos Sanz Jr. in 4th place, pitted, he came out in 6th place. George Russell pitted and came out in 10th place. Now, Oscar Piastri, who was running in 16th place, was called to the pits, you know, to also change his steering wheel because I think there was a, a bit of concern with it. So he was called to the pits to do that. And he went to the pits and spent quite an amount of time there because by the time we got to lap 15, he was still in the pits. And later on, we were told he wasn't going to resume the race because he had suffered an electric... There's an electric issue. It could have been an electric gearbox issue. I can't be sure, but it was an electric issue with the car. Now, remember also Lando, earlier on, I had told you on lap 11, he had Peter because he had engine issues. It could have been a similar thing with his teammate, Oscar Piastri. All in all, it did not go well for the McLaren team. Anyway... On that lap as well, Max Verstappen, who was running in first place, pitted and came out in second place behind Sergio Perez on a set of hard tires. So they really wanted to stay out there for as long as they could for as long as they could possibly do so. Unfortunately, though, on this lap, we were told that Esteban Ocon was given a five second penalty for not accurately parking his car on the grid at the start of the race ah oh, that did not feel good for him at all anyway the following lap on lap 16 george russell in eighth place sets the fastest lap of the race again eventually in that lap esteban ocon decided to you know what to pit serve his penalty and then come out of the pits and when he came out of the pits he was running in 19th place on the 17th lap, Sergio Perez was leading the race 
was now nine seconds away from Max Verstappen. But the thing is, he was running on old soft tires while Max was running on new hard tires. So eventually, at the end of that lap, he was called to pit and uh, he came out of the pits in third place. Now, the next lap on lap 18, Lando Norris was running in 14th place, was called to pit again. And when he pitted, he came out of the pits in 19th place. So he was literally in last place. Because remember, we had the DNF of Oscar Piastri. He was the first DNF of the race. Now, on lap 19, we saw Fernando Alonso in 6th place, catching up to Lewis Hamilton, who was in 5th place. Oh... The, form, the people who have been watching Formula 1 for a long time, I'm sure they enjoyed this one. They really, really enjoyed this one. Anyway, over in lap 20, Lance Stroll made an overtake on Valtteri Bottas for 8th place. That was exciting. That was interesting to see. And uh, we also had um, communication from the stewards. They noted Esteban, Est, sorry, Esteban Ocon, who was running in 18th place, for serving his time penalty incorrectly so he didn't do it right as he was serving his time penalty i think before the time penalty was done somebody touched his car to fix something so he served it incorrectly and the stewards noted that now since the race had begun he had lost nine places and he was now caught up in penalties now by the 21st lap sergio perez in third place had now set the fastest lap of the race which meant that George Russell no longer held that title. Now, on lap 25, Esteban Ocon, who was given, who was now 19th place, by the way, so Landon Norris had moved up a place, he was given a 10-second penalty for incorrectly serving his 5-second penalty. Now, elsewhere on lap 26, Sergio Perez had by this, you know, by this point he'd really started gaining on Charles Leclerc. And I remember the gap was down to half a second. And as they approached turn two, Sergio Perez was able to make the overtake on Charles Leclerc. Elsewhere on the grid, Pierre Gasly pitted again. Same thing with Alex Albon and Yuki Tsunoda. Then on lap 28, Esteban Ocon came into the pits to serve his penalty but in so doing he's he drove over the he didn't drive over he exceeded the speed limit that you're supposed to have in the pit lane so he was now under investigation again for speeding in the pit lane now on lot 29 london norris was running in 18th place pitted again because you know he had to beat every not every other lap but after every few laps in order for the mechanics to top up their engine system. So it was going to be a headache for him in the race. But I guess he, at that point he was prepared. Now on this lap, Esteban Ocon was given a 15 second penalty for that incident that we talked about speeding in the pit lane. Now the following lap, lap 30, Nico Hakenberg, who is running in 18th place, set the fastest lap of the race. Then five laps later, on lap 35, Sergio Perez was running in second place, pitted, got the hard tires, and came back out on the track in second place still. Also, we got to see Fernando Alonso in third place, 
pitting and coming out of the pit stops in sixth place behind Lewis Hamilton. Now, Lewis had pulled the undercut earlier and he had pitted and he didn't understand why he was being called to the pits, but it worked out well for him. Now, on lap 36, Fernando Alonso's teammate Lance Stroll set the fastest lap of the race. Meanwhile, Alonso was four seconds ahead of him in sixth place. Then we get to the following lap on lap 37, and we get to see that Alonso is less than a second away from Lewis. So that means he now tries to chase him down, and in so doing, he sets the fastest lap. So he takes the fastest lap away from his teammate, Lance Stroll. Now, on this particular lap, out of turn four, Alonso almost makes the overtake on Lewis Hamilton, but Lewis keeps the place. When we get to lap 38, Alonso has DRS on Lewis, but fails to make the overtake. Eventually, however, towards the end of the lap, I believe it was on turn 10, Alonso goes on the inside of Lewis and manages to make the overtake. It was exciting to see because these are guys who have been doing Formula 1 for a very, very long time and they're both world champions. So watching that was exciting. Unfortunately, on lap 41, we had bad news. This time it was because of Charles Leclerc. So he lost power. He lost his engine completely. And I remember hearing him saying, no, 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 on the radio. And I was like, oh, this is sad. So he parked his car by the barrier and um, he had to retire from the race. But interestingly, his team had changed his car batteries before, you know, in a bid to maybe prevent something like this from happening. Unfortunately, it happened either way. Now, because we had a car stuck on the track, the virtual safety car was deployed, so everyone had to drive slower. And under the virtual safety car, Alex Albon, Pierre Gasly, and Yuki Tsunoda all pitted for soft tyres. Now, on lap 42, we went racing again. And again, Fernando Alonso, who was now running in fourth place, set the fastest lap of the race. The following lap on lap 43, Esteban Ocon retired from the race. I mean, he had been through it. He had lost nine places. places. Sorry, he had been serving penalties and then serving penalties for not serving the penalty, right? So he had been through a lot. And uh, I don't think that's why he retired. But yes, he retired from the race. Now, on lap 45, there was an interesting conversation between Carlos Sainz Jr. and his engineer. So his engineer tells him to, you know, push, to really go hard out there because Carlos was running in third place. But Carlos says he responded that if he pushed that hard, he might not make it to the end of the race, which in a way, he, I don't know. I don't know how his car was operating and running, but in a way he was right because we had just seen Charles Leclerc at lap 41, you know, lose his engine. So I guess Carlos was really, really being careful with his car. But unfortunately, because of that, Fernando Alonso was catching up to him. Because towards the end of the lap, he was almost half a second away from him. And later on, we saw Fernando Alonso really catch up to Carlos Sainz Jr. You know, Carlos started defending himself and they almost touched each other. And later on, when Carlos looks up, and uh, towards the end of the lap, when Carlos Sainz looks up, Fernando Alonso manages to make the overtake easily on him so 
it was not a good day over at Ferrari. It was not a good day over at McLaren. You know, a lot of drivers had bad races today. Anyway, on lap 47, we saw Pierre Gasly in ninth place set the fastest lap of the race. That was interesting to see. Then later on, we saw Fernando, sorry, Lando Norris on lap 49 peed for the fifth time in the race. I'm pretty sure he was also over it, just like Ocon was over it. But uh, he kept going. He came back and kept going. And on lap 50, Nico Hulkenberg, who was running in 16th place, was shown black and white flags for exceeding track limits. And then five laps later, Lando Norris was also shown black and white flags. So I think, you know, McLaren and... Um, and Ferrari didn't enjoy this race at all. However, if it's one driver's bad day, it's definitely somebody else's good day because I am sure Red Bull had the time of their life with the results. Now, here are your race results for the 2023 Bahrain Grand Prix. You probably guessed this one already. Max Verstappen won the race for Red Bull. Sergio Perez came home second. That's where, by the way, they both qualified. Fernando Alonso finished third and also took home driver of the day. Carlos Sainz saved Ferrari by finishing fourth. Lewis Hamilton finished fifth. Lance Stroll finished sixth. George Russell finished seventh. Valtteri Bottas finished eighth. Pierre Gasly finished ninth. Alex Albon finished tenth. Yuki Tsunoda finished eleventh. Logan Sargent finished twelfth. Kevin Magnussen finished 13th, Nick DeVries finished 14th, Nico Halkenberg finished 15th, Joe Guanyu finished 16th, and Lando Norris did not give up. He finished 17th. The rest of the drivers had DNFs. That was Esteban Ocon, Charles Leclerc, and Oscar Piastri. Thank you so much for joining me today as I cover the 2023 Bahrain Grand Prix. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I will see you. I'll talk to you the next time we go racing, which will be in Saudi Arabia. But in the meantime, if you'd love to stay in touch with me, please do not hesitate. My Twitter handle is at Humura Ruth, or you can search for at Humura Ruth F1. Humura is spelled as H-U-M-U-R-A. Ruth is R-U-T-H. On Instagram, my handle is at Humura underscore Ruth. And my Instagram page for this podcast is ZF1 Amateur Podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. I will see you next time we go racing in Saudi Arabia.